Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of The Voices of the Vic. Episode five run now. Uh, you know, we, it's it's they've been coming thick and fast recently, so we thank you guys for uh, sticking with us and listening and whatnot. And as always, I'm with my uh, my co-host Ben. Ben, how are you tonight? Very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very very good. Um, bit anxious for a Saturday after last night's result, but uh, other than that, yeah, I'm all good. Um, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? It will be, yeah. Results did go our way. Um, the evening went well with Bournemouth getting a thrash in. We all enjoyed that, I imagine. Um, shame they got a goal towards the end, though, with the old goal difference. Um, mm. But yeah, I wasn't expecting West Ham to pull out that result last night, but fair play to them. And that's what we wanted to see from Watford a few weeks ago, a bit of fight. And West Ham certainly did that last night. And I think they're in a strong position to probably stay up now. Yeah, yeah, I think they... Um... Nobody expected them to uh, to get that result. They've beaten well, Chelsea think... home and away this season now. Jesus. Yeah, six God. points. God. I bet they wish I play them every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people probably thought West Ham were going to be uh, be safe, but definitely not after the uh, Chelsea game. And I think that's put them in a, a massive, massive position. But uh, yeah, that leads us on to, unfortunately, obviously, we're here to talk about Chelsea because... That's who we face on Saturday evening, eight o'clock kickoff. Um, we would have preferred if they were coming into the game having not just lost and really had a poor performance at the London Stadium because they're going to be really, really hungry now and looking, you know, sharp and fit, ready for it on Saturday, which is a uh, bad news for us. But uh, I want to start at the very beginning. Team news: We obviously briefly touched upon what we thought the team was going to be, but I think it was a bit tongue-in-cheek, to be honest. Um, Troy's come out today and said that discussions have been had. He said this in the Watford Observer. And, you know, people have spoken the, the truth. Some people may not like it, but 
it's it's what the club need at the moment. And if that's true, then you know that that's all well and good. But they need to show that they've you know aired their dirty laundry, so to speak, and and really show some fight. I think that's what most Watford fans are hoping to come from this. No one's expecting to rock up to Stamford Bridge and take all three points, but I think they're looking for at least a lot more fight than they've shown in any of the games so far. Yeah, definitely. I liked what Danny said, um, but I think we're tired of what they're saying and we want to see a bit of action now. So, yeah, Yeah. it's it's great to come out and talk like that, but yeah, let's put in 90 minutes of hard work on Saturday and try and get something out of the game. Absolutely. We would Absolutely. much rather that um, because Deeney say prior to last week that there was a light bulb moment, but I think we're still waiting for that light bulb moment at the moment. So hopefully, yeah. well, something needs to um, click because we can't carry on like this. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, in terms of changes, obviously a lot of Watford fans would probably change the whole team, which is I think what we said. Yeah, we know that <laughs> the um, the trio, the troublesome trio, we'll call them. Andre Gray, Nathaniel Chalobah and Domingos Quina are back. Um, obviously, we spoke at length last week about the apologies that have come from Gray and Quina. And the management have come out and said that they're now sort of available for selection again. Um, would you, firstly, would you start any of them? I, I think I know the answer, but um, I'll ask anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not. Uh, yeah. I don't think they deserve to. Um, not too sure about Chalabar um, because it wasn't really his fault because he lives with Quinner, doesn't he? So mm. um, if anyone was to start, I'd probably put um, Chalabar in. But um, Quinner and Gray, um, they're just going to be on the bench, I, I imagine. Yeah. What would your... Um, let, let's start at the back. Obviously, we, we, we joked about having Gomez in last week and, uh, and calling on Rennie Gilmartin for his services. But obviously, Foster's going to be in goal. With your back four, Ben? Uh, who, who are you going with? Uh, I've done the back four of Kiko, Cabaselli, Dawson and uh, Messina. Uh, so, one change in the back, um, Kafkar out and Cabaselli in. Cabaselli back in. That's interesting because it wasn't long ago that we were sat here saying Cabaselli needed to come out and Kafkar come in. Do you think he had that a bad of a... I'll say that again. Do you think <laughs> he had that bad of a performance against Southampton that he maybe needs to be rested again? Uh, I was just watching um, some of the highlights back from the other day against um, Southampton. They were pressing really high up us and you can tell that um, Cathcart and Dawson don't really like playing out from the back. Um, so, and Cabaselli is a bit more comfortable with his ball at his feet. So I, that's, that's the only reason I've brought him back in. Um, I think we've, we probably need someone who can play with a ball from the back and that's going to be Cabaselli. Um, yeah. And I think with him being taken off at Burnley at half time and not coming on at all against Southampton, I think that's given him a rocket up his arse. So hopefully he comes in and puts in a good performance at the back because, by God, we do need one. Yeah, definitely. Um, the only one that I would change out of that, um, I'd probably agree with you actually on the, the fact of Cabaselli coming back in. The only one I would change is Messina. I thought he looked a bit shaky last week. Um, and, you know, I'd actually bring in Holobas. Because Holobas, I know he's leaving at the end of the season, but Holobas gets it. Like, Holobas, he shows fight no matter what. And, you know, the whole story about when he joins of not knowing and then not wanting to come. And, you, you know, but he's every Watford performance he's had, you can tell that he does care. Uh, and he's never happy, even if we win. Like I, 
I would genuinely gamble and put Holobass in. When he come on last week against against Southampton, albeit it was what best part of fifteen minutes probably, I thought he looked he, he looked good. Um and, and, and why not? That that's the only change that I'd have against that back four that you've just said. Yeah, I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, can't argue with that. Um whenever he's called upon, he always puts in a shift, doesn't he? And you you, you can see that he cares and he's gonna put up a fight and that's what we need at the moment. We need people who's gonna be uh, he wants to pull up their sleeves and get stuck in, and definitely Holobas fits that mould, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, before we go on to the midfield, I want to pose this question to you. A lot of Watford fans on Twitter have said maybe it's time to really go back to the basics, as in formation style as well. And a lot of people are screaming out for Pearson to go four four two against Southampton. Would you stick with the four two three one, or would you actually go? really strip it back to basics and go 4-4-2? I've done exactly the same. Um, Strip it back to 4-4-2. We've got to keep it simple now. We just need simple organisation at the back. We need everyone to do their own job. And yeah, I think 4-4-2 is what it's going to be. I think it's all going to be about keeping clean sheets now, especially at a place of Stamford Bridge. I think we we need to strip it right back and go back to 4-4-2. Okay, then who's your midfield four then? Um, for two in the middle, I've gone for Will Hughes and Decore. Um, only I've, I've taken out Kapu because I, I did think he was he was pretty woeful at the weekend. And, he's shattered as well, isn't he? Yeah, and he's shattered as well. So I think look, Chelsea's going to be a bit of a free hit, really. We're, no one's going to expect mm. us there to pick up points. So I'd rather maybe rest Kapu, keep him fit for the games after. And yeah, yeah. so Hughes and Decore in the middle. Um, and keep then, the goal difference down. Yes, I think that's yeah. what you've got to do. And I think um, Hughes and Decore could do a job. Mm. Um, on the wings, uh, on the right, I've done um, Saar. Um, yeah. I weren't going to take him out. And on the left, I've no. gone for Pedro, actually. Oh, OK. Yeah. That's interesting. I think a lot of people will agree with you, but that's interesting. What What's your thoughts behind that? Well, I liked his work rate when he came on um, at the weekend. It looks like he was tracking back as well. So I, I think he could give some defensive cover for Messina as well. And then obviously the boy's talented. So when he gets forward, we've seen that he whipped in a good cross um, in the pre-season friendly against um, Brentford, where he scored from. So I think he could be quite vital. And it could be nice to actually see two wingers with a bit of pace. Because um, yeah. I think when we're playing Chelsea at the weekend, it's going to be, Chelsea is just going to go full attack on us, aren't they? We're going to be sitting yeah, in definitely. deep. So we're going to be looking to hit them on the counter with Sars pace and possibly Pedro's pace. I think we could get at them because Chelsea did not look comfortable last night and West Ham for their third goal last night, they caught them on the counter and I can imagine we could do that with Sars and Pedro. Yeah, no, uh, the I'm in complete agreement with you in the, the middle two. Uh, I would rest Kapu as well because he looks absolutely shattered and last week wasn't his best game. So I'd go Hughes and Decore as well. Obviously, Decore, we usually seen him in that sort of advanced role, pushing up with Troy. But I think we strip him right back now to uh, to CDM. And then on the wing, I think I'd love to see Pedro. But as this is a predicted lineup and not a lineup I want to see, I do unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, it, I do think we're going to see Roberto Pereira start again on that left-hand side on the, the wing. And then it's a no-brainer. You're not taking Saar out because even if uh, Pereira and Saar switch like they do, they're going up against Alonso. Alonso's on his last legs now. Yeah. Uh, Alonso, and is it Azpilicueta as well that plays out, uh, on the um, as fullback for them as well? Yeah. So 
you know, not the fastest of players. Yeah, he's a tough tackler and he's a good player, but going up against two, you know, not quick fullbacks really, really could look to exploit those down the wing. Um, so, yeah, and then the two up top, I'm going to guess that you're going to say Troy and Danny Welbeck. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I think oh, there was no way I was going to put Andre Gray in the team. Um, and what, I think Welbeck's he, he looks bang up for it. Um, when he, mm. He's looking fitter and fitter the more I see of him. And it, it's going to click for him soon. And he just needs that one goal. And I think he'll be... Yeah, he's going to help. He's going to be the one who's going to keep Watford up this season. If we can get him a goal against Chelsea, possibly he's going to be well up for the other games. And yeah, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Danny Welbeck now um, yeah. until the end of the season. And I hope the partnership works quite well with Danny. But fingers crossed, anyway. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that about Danny Welbeck because if he did get a goal against Chelsea, you know, having played for Arsenal for all those years uh, and then Man United, that sort of rivalry that they have. You know that that could give him the confidence boost that he's he's looking for, especially coming back from a long term injury. So, let's hope fingers crossed. One thing I did want to touch on, which very very handily I did actually stumble across on Twitter before uh, we started recording, was somebody mentioning maybe putting Troy and Andre up top together, like when Javi did when they went when he went four four two on the several occasions, and it did work. Would do you think that great? It's a different grey to the grey that was last season that would come on and get us those vital goals. Do you think it's maybe wouldn't work as well this time round? Or um, as long as we've played this grave strengths, um, yeah, and and he would have that big man of Dini up top. But if if Andre Gray started with Troy Dini, then obviously I'll I'll take Pedro out and I put probably well back on the left. Uh, yeah. So it'd be quite exciting to see how them three actually um, do because I imagine when we're attacking, they could end up with we could uh, change the formation and have a three up top. And then yeah, when yeah. we're def- defending, go back to that um, flat four four two. 2 But I don't know. I wouldn't really reward Andre Gray with what he's done to put him in against no. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I but think I can see where they're very... coming from, the other fans who are saying about it. But yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Possibly but... take um, Welbeck off the last half an hour or something and put Gray on mm. up top with Dini. But yeah, no, he, he doesn't come anywhere near his starting eleven. In my eyes. No, no, I, I, I'm in complete agreement. It's just when I stumbled upon it, I thought, oh, okay, that, that might be something you know. Has he, have have they not seen the news this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Been living yeah, under gonna, a rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should have tweeted them back saying, do you know what's going on? <laughs> Listen to our last episode to find out. Uh, <laughs> um, in terms of Chelsea's team news, there wasn't much, unfortunately, Watford fans that I could pick up, to be honest. Uh, a lot of my notes had to be changed just before we recorded this because we were originally going to play, uh, record on the night of the Chelsea game, but now we're recording on the Thursday. Um, so Christian Pulisic picked up a knock. He picked up a calf injury um, in the game against uh, Leicester in the FA Cup. And he scored two in his last four games now because of last night and seven for the season. But he did play against West Ham last night, so I'd imagine that he'll be playing... Um, against us on Saturday. And he looks dangerous very, very, as well, doesn't he? he? Yeah, very dangerous, yeah. It, it looked like it took him a few games to settle in at Chelsea, but yeah. he, he's settled right in now and he looks dangerous. Um, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I didn't really hear much of him before until he came over to Chelsea. But yeah, yeah, yeah. my God, he, he looks frightening when he runs at defenders and he's not afraid <laughs> to shoot from distance either. He's not, he's not. And as we saw last week, that's uh, that could be a problem. But um, yeah, so unfortunately it looks like he'll be playing. 
Andreas Christensen was another one. He actually missed the Leicester game due to a hip injury. Uh, but he again, he came straight back into the side last night. Uh, and I believe he's played every Premier League game since the restart. So he's another one that's looked good. And I would imagine that he would partner Rudiger at the back. He looked, so, he looked awful last night. I, I reckon Troy can really bully him at the weekend. I really hope so. I really hope so. But again... I do also hope that he can. And Watford did watch last night and we thought, OK, there's defensive frailties if we press them enough. But for goodness sake, I hope that doesn't mean that we're going to hoof it long again like we did yeah. last week and the week before because it's just not going to work. I don't mind a long ball, but just mix it up. Um, yeah. We, that was our only plan last week. Well, for the last few weeks, it's just been long ball, long ball, long ball. If you mix yeah. it up, then I, I don't have an issue with it. It's just we're too predictable at the moment. I think we've looked good as well when we've knocked it about on the floor and you know we we created half chances yeah. against Southampton and we know that we can play on the floor we we've done it ever since the Pozzos have come in we've always had that sort of element of play you know we remember under Zola and whatnot Gracia and uh, Mazzari so we, we know that we can do it we've got the players to do it as well but yeah for goodness sake not not against these um, not not every ball anyway or if you've got to do it drop it on. Um, Alonso and Azpilicueta. Uh And then the other two that we kept an eye on was Tamori and Hudson-Odoi. They had been looking to regain match fitness following injuries, which had seen and missed the game since the restart. Now, Hudson-Odoi was actually an unused sub last night against West Ham, but Tamori was actually left out of the squad. So whether he's still uh, injured or whether it was just left out, I don't know, but we might not see him. So other than that, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fit Chelsea side that's going to be playing us on Saturday, which coming off the back of a 3-2 win when they're in a top four fight, because it is tight up there now, um, it's it's not great news for us, to be honest, Ben. Yeah, no, definitely not. And after losing to West Ham last night, I think they're going to be up for this. They, they can't slip away from that top four. Leicester have already started losing, haven't they? And they look like they could be the ones who slip out of Champions League. And Chelsea got Manchester United breathing down their necks. Of, yeah. I, I can imagine that um, they're going to be well up for this and they're going to push for the three points. Absolutely. And, you know, like you've just said, Leicester slipping up, you know, they that's a chance for them to go third. So, yeah. and the higher up you finish, you'd be surprised uh, the prize money not that teams like Chelsea need the money, but <laughs> Definitely that's not. not what they'll be thinking. Abramovich is seeing dollar signs in his eyes. Yeah. But um, yeah, every chance to finish higher up in the league, more money you get. So they'll be looking at that. So yeah, um, that's that's the team news worryingly. When I was looking, I was like, please, you know, let me stumble across an, an article that says uh, maybe Abraham's has pulled a hamstring or something or Giroud. But unfortunately, Watford fans, that wasn't to be. And uh, it, it does worry me a bit because, as we know on this show, we do love a stat. And you're looking through the stats, and you, you're just looking for a, a slight glimmer of hope. Maybe Watford's record against Chelsea's half decent, but it, it doesn't look great. I mean, Chelsea themselves have lost two games in the last ten competitions, and those defeats were to Bayern Munich in the Champions League back in February, and then the second one coming last night. Another stat that I had to change. In terms of the home form table as well, Chelsea are sixth, having picked 27 points up from their 16 home games in comparison to the away table, where they're third, having picked up 27 points from 15 games. So Chelsea as a whole are doing very well this season. And 
I, th- I just think Frank Lampard's taken to that job like a duck to water. I think he had a bit of a wobbly start, but ever since they've come back, they've they've looked really, really sharp and dangerous, and it, it, it is worrying. But as we saw last night, Ben, you, you never know. And if we do turn up with a bit of fight, never say never, because one of the lads in our group chat, I'm not going to give him a name check, because I think we've name-checked him about 20 times on the show already, and he'd be loving that, but he actually fancies us to go there and get something, and who knows what can happen if we turn up on our day and show a bit of fight. Chelsea are still a bit wobbly from last night. You just never, never know, do you? No, definitely not. Honestly, it all depends what's what's gone on at training this week. If they all have had these hard discussions and, and got everything out on the table, that's that's great to say it, but you, you need to start doing the talking on the pitch. And I really hope they go back to four four two and try and keep it simple and just be organised yeah. at the back and try and catch them on the counter. And I can't... We can get something at Chelsea. We've done it before. Um, when the year we got promoted in 2015, we got a 2-2 draw um, at their place with Vigala and Dini um, being the goal scorers. So it can be done. It can. It can. And let's just hope that we're uh, they're still a bit shaky and maybe even going a bit of a, a wobble themselves. But we need them points more than them, I'd, I'd argue. But yeah, um, so they um, obviously we talked, they'll want fourth you know, to secure the Champions League uh, places. And as you've rightly pointed out, they've got a lot of teams breathing down the neck. I think, as we record, I think Sheffield United have absolutely walloped Tottenham 3-0, I think. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're pushing themselves closer to a top four finish. We don't know what's going to go on in the respect of the Champions League places, but they'll want top four regardless. They won't want to take any chances. Uh, in terms of top scorers, Tammy Abraham's on 13 Willian, after last night, is on eight. And then Christian Pulisic is on seven. Uh, and then it comes to their head-to-head stats. So this is where it looks a bit bleak for Watford fans. There's always a goal or two in, in our games as well, from, from memory and from looking up on the, uh, the, the head-to-head stats. Chelsea have lost just one of their last 17 meetings against Watford in all competitions with an aggregate, aggregate score of 43-15 to Chelsea. <laughs> It's almost as bad as a Man City game. Mind you, I think they've scored that in the last probably last last two seasons. It feels like <laughs> they've absolutely walloped us. But yeah, um, that loss obviously come in. Javi Garcia's first game in charge, four one at the Vic. Dini, Yamat, Delafeu, and Pereira. Uh, let's hope Pereira can, if he does start, you know, mirror those performances. Because I think as well, Pereira scored against them last season. Uh, if yes. I remember correctly. Yeah, from it the corner. Quite a tidy goal. Uh, yeah. That was Boxing Day, I think it was. It was. Yeah. It was indeed. Yeah. Um, we have to, you have to set your watches back to the 21st of February 1981 to uh, to get Watford's last clean sheet. As we've talked about, we'll need all the clean sheets we can get. And as Ben's pointed out, maybe go back to basics to, uh, to look at getting those clean sheets in the coming week. But 21st of Feb 1981. Uh, Malcolm Poskett was a goal scorer on that day. Uh, I have never heard of the bloke. You, you've probably heard of him more than me, Ben, but <laughs> I, I've never heard of the bloke. Um, but yeah, no, t- uh, 1981, it's not good reading. And then Watford's last victory was a 5-1 win back in the 5th of May, 1986. If we could, if only we could turn up to Stamford Bridge and win 5-1 again. Uh, Brian Talbot with two, David Bardley with two, and then Colin West with another goal. Then I've got in brackets as well, just a little shout out to Colin West, because I think he's actually the assistant manager at Northampton Town. So uh, they had a, quite an emphatic win at Wembley the other day. 
so hopefully they uh, we can we can mirror that sort of performance and go out and beat Chelsea quite emphatically, and then alls will be forgotten about the uh, the relegation fight. Because genuinely, on a side note here now, I do I do think this is going to be the lowest season, the lowest points tally for someone to stay up this season, and I'm thinking is maybe one win kind of be enough because I think West Ham are out of it now. I genuinely think West Ham will they'll thrive off this. They've got some winnable games, favourable games as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I was having a look at their fixture list as well. I think West Ham, they, they could probably um, come, make a big gap between um, themselves and the bottom four now. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see who actually does go down this season because I think all four teams in the bottom are all equally as bad as each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's see what happens. But um, just hope we try and pick something up at Saturday at Stamford Bridge. Do you know what, though? I... And uh, I, I'll just touch on this stat before before I go into this, what I'm going to say. The last 10 meetings um, that have been between us and Chelsea, there, there's been Chelsea have won seven, we, we've drawn two, and then we've won one. And obviously that one was Garcia's first game. But with how Watford are playing, and I think we've touched on this before, Ben, but how Watford are playing at the moment, it's been abysmal. That Southampton game was one of the worst performances I've seen Watford have this season. And believe me, there's been a few to add to the list to pick from. But it would just be typical of Watford to rock up to Stamford Bridge on Saturday. No fans there as well. So, I mean, obviously we're not professional footballers, so we don't really know the the full impact on what maybe a full Stamford Bridge can have on you and whatnot. But there's no fans, so no pressure from our fans because, believe me, there would be pressure because I've been in that away in the few times when we've been on the uh, wrong, wrong ends of, it a, toxic, of a wallop. It? it could get toxic. We've seen it before. We've seen it. I think we saw Southampton. Um, I think it might have happened at Hull as well. Under um, I can't remember who we were playing. No, it was under Mazzari, I think, we lost to Hull. And Troy Deeney had to go over and sort of de- defuse uh, a few few crowd problems. But there's no crowd. Hopefully what Troy has said, they will put into words, as actions do speak louder than words. And you just never know with this Watford side. It would genuinely be so typical. Do you not think, Ben, of Watford to rock up on Saturday? And even a point, that would be massive for us. Aston Villa got Liverpool. Now, there's rumours that Klopp's going to maybe blood in a few youngsters, but he's not going to completely change it up. And I'd be very, very surprised if Villa picks on it up there. Uh, and then Bournemouth have got Tottenham from memory. And that, everyone thought they might nix on it against Newcastle last night, but they were bloody awful. So you just, even one point then, how just sum up in your word, from your point of view, how big would one point be and how typical would it be for this Watford team after performances of late to actually rock up and play half decent and get something at Stamford Bridge? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, <laughs> just just think, we beat Liverpool um, at home um, yeah. and we was on a bad run of form before that game as well. Um, I don't think we won since maybe um, January time. And then we we managed. No one no one gave us any hope. We turned up and played them off the park and won three um, nil. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if what has happened this week um, at training and then they turn up and actually put in a performance this weekend. Or we like like we said on the last uh, podcast, we don't mind if we get beat, but as long as you play with a bit of heart and fight, that's all we want. But if if it, if we get a point or something, we're going to be buzzing, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think, look, 
to to be realistic, obviously, with us being a Watford podcast, we want to be as enthusiastic as possible. We want to say, yeah, we're going to go and get a point here or we're going to go and win here. But we, we, we do have to be real, and especially in the times that are going on at the moment at the club. But I just genuinely think, and I can't stress this enough, any Watford fan, we know this in the back of our minds is a free hit because the teams around us have got tough games as well and we've got a tough game. I think any Watford fan, you ask them, they will just want to see a much improved performance. If we go out, if, if we t- tune into Sky on eight o'clock on Saturday and see the lads fight from the first whistle to the last whistle and we get beat 2 3 0, I think we will come off the back of that and we will say in the next podcast, do you know what? Yeah, we lost 2 3 0. But we, we gave we it a go. Without it, but we gave it a go. And that is just what we want to see because at the moment, Troy's comments. Everything he's saying, it's the right thing to say, but it's not what you want to see. And it's so evident, evident to see. I, I think I saw uh, Watford have just launched this Hornets Hive thing, I think, with Emma Saunders, Richard Johnson and Gifton Noel Williams was on. And Gifton made a brilliant point. We don't just want to see Captain Troy Deeney on there. We want to see 11 captains. We want to see... Um, how many on the subs bench now? Nine. So we want to see 20 captains. We want everyone to to pull together. This is like we've come close to a relegation scrap with Matt Zari before, but it was really nothing. But this now, this will show who actually wants to fight for the club badge. Uh, it always reminds me of the saying, you know, play for the uh, name on the front of the shirt and now remember the name on the back. And I think that is so, so true at the moment. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I 100% agree. And I think I said to you the other day that you could tell there was absolutely no leaders on the pitch last week no. and it was embarrassing to watch. But if, if if we strip it right back and go back to basics and, and, and Pearson's got them geared up for this, we can do it. And I, I can see some leadership in some players. Like Foster, he's got leadership. Capacelli mm. cares about the club. You can see it with the way he interacts with fans and out on Twitter. Dawson is, is a hard centre-back, so I class him with probably a bit of a leader as well. Um, yeah. Chusey, he's been captain of Derby, so, and he is well up for it. Um, yeah. Welbeck, would you say, is a bit of a leader? He's uh, an experienced head. Um, I was going to say, we've he's also, very experienced. We've also got Tom Cleverley as well, and he's, he's, he's a bit of a leader as well. So we, we, have, we have got these players. It's just they just need to stop hiding. Yeah, yeah. But this, I mean... It shouldn't take a relegation battle for them to come out, but if there's any time to come to come out and really show your fight and leadership skills, it's now. Um, we, we're right in the thick of it, and a lot of another thing I've seen a lot of Watford fans say is, oh, um, the championship's good away days anyway." It is good away days. It's a lot cheaper on your pockets, but believe me, if we go back down, we ain't coming back up as quick as some Watford fans think. I have spent. Most of my childhood supporting Watford throughout primary school in um, primary school in like Birmingham, where the majority of Birmingham City fans growing up were seeing Premiership football down at St Andrews. Obviously, Aston Villa were in Europe as well. Um, so I, I've had to sort of go through this phase of supporting Watford, who were, were happy if we finished 13th sort of thing in the Championship. We've got to the Premier League now. I don't want this to end. I'm sorry if that sounds like I'm uh, being spoiled and whatnot. Beggars can't be choosers, but 
I don't want this to end. And I think some Watford fans are thinking, oh, yeah, we'll go down, but we've got all these players coming back from loan and the Pozzos. It's not that easy. Look at some of the clubs that have gone down. You know, Bolton. I'm not saying for one minute we're in the same boat as Bolton, but Bolton Wanderers just been relegated to League Two. Um, we, we saw Wolverhampton Wanderers went down to League One, and now they've come back up. So I just genuinely think going down would be horrendous for us, and I'd be absolutely good, especially if it's Aston Villa that stay up at our expense. I uh, I would not hear the end of that. But uh, yeah, the overall meetings don't look great for us as well. Overall, is tre- uh, Chelsea have won twenty. Watford have drawn, uh, well, Watford have drawn six. We've both drawn six. Uh, and then Watford have won 10. That's dating back to 1970. And then, um, and then, yay, Kevin Friend is a referee. Oh, Great. Friend! <laughs> uh, Kevin Friend's referee, he's, um, he's refereed us on one occasion this season. Uh, a game that I want to forget as well, which was a 1 1 draw away at Brighton, which we threw away. Uh, Adrian Mariapa scoring that unfortunate own goal. And then VAR is Graham Scott. So yeah, that's about it. I think that we can say for Chelsea at the moment. Not, not the uh, not the longest podcast in the world, which uh, we 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 glad because we do appreciate everyone listening so far. And we a couple of the podcasts have been a little bit longer than we would have hoped. But um, yeah, I think that's probably summed up about as much as we can with the Chelsea game. I think a lot of it now is just we're sitting ducks. Though like, it's Thursday evening, and I'm nervous already. So. Yeah, I, and we're I not playing know. till late Saturday evening as well, so <laughs> know, it makes it even worse. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But the the good thing is on that front, I don't know when Bournemouth are playing, but I know Aston Villa are playing on the Sunday, so we're playing before them. So it's not as if we've got to wait for Villa to play first and then they possibly do something Bournemouth uh, or are Bournemouth on Saturday. Yeah, way to Manchester United. Man United, I thought it was Tottenham. So there we go. That sums up my research skills, ladies and gents. But yeah, I, I think now is just we we just wait now. So <laughs> thank you very much for tuning into another episode. We we really do appreciate it. We uh, me and Ben were having a bit of a uh, we had to sit down a bit early when we were looking at the the, the figures. We 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 really taken aback by the by you guys. We've we've put a few follows out recently to a, a few people, and we've received some brilliant responses back we've received some great feedback as well and the listening figures are a lot higher than we thought it was going to be so we really do thank you guys um we hope that you can sit and watch the chelsea game in as much sort of peace and calm as possible it is a little bit of a free hit but as as we've touched on many a times a lot of us will just be happy if we go out and show a bit of fight but i think that's as much as we can touch on ben i, I think it's time to keep ourselves preoccupied now till uh till 8 o'clock on Saturday. I don't know what you've got planned for this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's time to go to the supermarkets, get, <laughs> get some beers or ciders, whatever you want, fill yeah. up the fridge because we might need it Saturday night watching it or we might be need celebrating at the end of a match with um, a few shots or something. But yeah, um, oh, fingers yeah. crossed anyway. Um, not much planned Saturday though, just a, just a haircut. So yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing, mate. <laughs> no pun intended. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, as as things sl- slowly go back to normality with the lockdown, we hope that things can slowly go back to normality with the Watford performances before the lockdown where Nigel Pearson took us on a bit of a run and sort of give us hope, um, the hope that we talk of now of, of avoiding relegation because before him, we were in the right shit, to put it bluntly. Apologies there for any young listeners. But yeah, no, we thank you very much, guys, for, for your continuation and your support. 
Uh, stay tuned. As always, we're hopefully going to have a few more giveaways in a couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled on that. And yeah, we really do appreciate it. Don't forget, once his tweet goes, uh, once this episode goes out, give the tweet a like and a retweet. Tell your Watford fans that haven't already seen it. Tell their friends. Pass the pod as much as we can. And uh, we really do appreciate the, the listeners and the support. So thank you very much for tuning in to episode five. And we do hope that you, uh, you continue to stay safe. And hopefully, when we speak to you next, it'll be because we've beaten Chelsea 5-1. And um, we'll, uh, we'll be wishing away the, um, the bottom three and we can start to look up. So fingers crossed. But till then, come on, you horns, and hopefully three points on Saturday. Podcast Network.